Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Exports are a key part of the cheese business. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Cheesemaker Ken Hyman of Nasonville Dairy in Marshfield exports cheese all over the U.S., China, Canada, and Saudi Arabia, to name a few. He says exports are looking good right now. Exports are good. One of the things that just happened was you have to realize Wisconsin is going to put $5 million into the Export Council to make sure that we can expand on that. Because if we take a market away from somebody in the U.S. that just hurts somebody else. We need to compete with the world, and our farmers are the best at it. Our cheese plants are the best at it. So what we need to do is we need to exemplify that. So we need to take that money. We need to take money from dairy farmers of Wisconsin, DMI, and we need to take money from the plants themselves to invest in this to make it grow and grow and grow. And that's what we need to do because, as you heard, the biggest places in the world for exporting are going to be Southeast Asia, are going to be India, are going to be places like this. And it sounds like the demand is there, but is the supply there? Oh, sure. We can. We always find the supply. We'll, we'll make it work. And our farmers are as efficient as they come. And so we'll find the places to get it done and get it done right. What I'm reading in the headlines now that are inhibiting farmers, labor shortage, supply chain disruption, how is workforce for you at Nasonville? The workforce per se, we've changed it immensely. The number of people that we have that are working there is changed in dynamics, all right? We don't have, uh, right now, 38% of our workforce is of Mexican descent. 13% of our workforce is Ukrainian. So we have a lot of people from other parts of the country, other parts of the world working for us, and it's worked out well, it's done good. Is there anything that you're looking at um, maybe to make hiring people easier? We've tried everything, I guess, from that regard. What it is is, you know, there, there is not the necessity, apparently, for people to work. So no matter what we do with wages, what we do with insurance, what we do with retirement, what we do with benefits, what we do with everything from, you know, time off to weekends to everything else, doesn't seem to be making that much of a difference. And that's hard for an employer to understand. Where do you position yourself on having a migrant workforce? Because you have a migrant workforce. No matter what, ours are all considered legal and whatnot. But, you know, why would we not? Why would we not offer these people, rather than coming into this country just scot-free, nilly-dilly, hey, offer them a job. If you work, we'll help you get set up. We'll help you get set up for, you know, for how we're going to position ourselves in the future. You know, and we continue to change the types of cheeses that we make to adapt to the new people, to adapt to new culture, to adapt to new flavor profiles that the consumer who travels the world runs into new things all the time and he brings those projects home and says, here you go, now make it work. I want to talk now about ingredients, packaging, those issues that we're seeing in the supply chain. Uh, How has that been? An absolute nightmare. What it is is, all right, take a plastic. We use and polypropylene, the pails that we use, that we package feta cheese into. All right, a semi-load of pails will last us, I'll say, two weeks. A semi-load of pails did cost us $20,000. It now costs us $41,000. So if you divide that backwards, 
that's four cents a pound on every pound of cheese that's in there. That's what it went up in one swipe. That doesn't include anything else. That doesn't include how much the anti-cakes went up, how much the salt went up, how much the pallets went up. Pallets went from being $8 to being $16. And I mean, so they're a one-shot use. In order to match all the new criteria today of SQF and everything else, you have to use all brand new pallets. And they're a one-time use and out the door they go. My gosh, so that's more than double now for, for cost of packaging. Yep. And you mentioned salt. What about ingre- other ingredients? Well, every ingredient you have, whether it happened to be skim milk or it happened to be other things that are out there, you know, whether it's your cultures, if they're coming in from overseas, we use a lot of cultures from Italy. We use a lot of cultures from Denmark. We use a lot of cultures, a lot that are pr- produced here as well. But all of these, you know, they all have costs that are incurred because of transportation. <laughs> Transportation is a nightmare. I mean, we, we're waiting for equipment that we ordered in August. It is going to be unloaded sometime tomorrow, I believe. We've waited. It's been on a ship for the last month and a half, someplace between here and Italy. And these are the kind of things that we deal with on a daily basis. My goodness, it's hard for uh, consumers to imagine, but when next time you are shopping for cheese, just think of how much harder it is for it to get there. And you mentioned transportation. How has that affected how you have been able to get your cheese to market? The big thing is we try to control our markets in the U.S. We can do reasonably well there. We've paid some unforgivable tolls for either forgetting something or having something that didn't get there on time or whatever. But the toughest one is our exports. When they are when they talk about California and they talk about having 81 ships floating around out there with, you know, 500 or to or 5,000 totes or uh, containers on them, just think what that does. I mean, there's no containers to be had, let alone the transportation of getting the product out of this country. Is there an end in sight? I don't see it. I think that 22, as much as we're going to look at, we're going to look at increases in in milk pricing and so forth because of demand increase and a lot of things like that. But the problem comes in that we still have not addressed transportation. And it's, it's just an, you know, time sequencing and everything that you need to make this work. It used to be we could do it in short term. We can't do it in short term anymore. And our planning is just getting dragged out. And, and it's not, as, and there's got to be so many different co-plans to go with it because we never know when it's going to fall apart. Now, we sit here talking about bad news, pandemic-induced issues. What about silver linings? What, did demand go up for cheese during the pandemic? Did you change something during the pandemic to make your business model easier or better? Undoubtedly, there was there, there's strange things. If you took TikTok and you looked at that 8-ounce piece of feta that was made, that was heated up and it went into a pasta and it was used there, would you believe how many... 100 million people looked at that. You would have to see how much that changed the demand during that time period. It was astronomical. And it didn't make any difference which one of us made the product. We were all looking at each other. You're kidding me. But the demand was out of sight. And we're seeing more of that. So it's undoubtedly... You know, it's the cheesemakers themselves, it's the old timers that are out here, but we need to address that type of 
technology of how do we influence people. And if we bring the recipes to these people, that is the biggest thing that we have to offer is the recipes that are coming out today are so much better and we can do so much in improving what the people are eating, how they're eating, and all of it has to do with dairy. That's such a unique example we haven't heard yet. The popularity of Tic Tac and how that may have been driving cheese sales. Who would have thought? You would have never thought it, but unfortunately, it is a reality that, that we skipped over. We skipped by it because a whole bunch of us are of that age that talk TikTok at the clock. What are we talking about? It doesn't really work. What are you looking forward to in 2022? Uh, we're looking forward to new packaging lines. Uh, we're exporting more different products as well. We do, we continue to look for new products to make, new products that will address where we need to come from. We've always made a lot of different products and so we're very diversified in that. But the big things are that the consumer is looking for more and more and the idea here is even what you're getting out of this sequence today with PDPW is the idea that we're seeing, you know, all these changes and we and they happen to have some of the top speakers in the country here today, people who really do know what the devil's going on. That's master cheesemaker Ken Hyman of Nasonville Dairy in Marshfield. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.